Welcome to Your Family Dog, a podcast dedicated to helping families love living with dogs. Hi, and welcome back to Your Family Dog. I'm Julie Fudge-Smith, and I'm here with the fabulous Tina Spring. And today, because we're both so sad about the many rainy days that we have had this winter, we're going to talk about what to do when it stops raining and how to handle the rainy weather with your dog and stuff you can do in the spring and things you should be aware of. And so just kind of hoping for those beautiful blue sunshiny days that we know are out there somewhere and hopefully are headed our way rather than just the yesterday we had a momentary burst of sunshine. And I thought I was, I thought I just, I need to run out and lay down in the yard and get my vitamin D because it's my only chance until who knows to the rapture, maybe with the amount of rain we're having. So if I tried to go lay down in the yard, I would just be soaking wet. Like I would just melt into it. Um, yes. Well, Georgia has gotten more rain than Seattle. Like my part of Georgia has gotten more rain than Seattle so far this year. Um, I'm joking and saying that it's the 87th day in a row of rain. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And the dogs are mad. Oh, absolutely. We've had an incredible amount of rain. In fact, I went out to pooper scoop the yard with crutches. Let me tell you what an interesting <laughs> challenge that was, because the ground is really soft. So every time I lean on the crutches, I start sinking into the ground. And anyway, what normally would have taken me, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, took me an hour to pooper scoop the yard. But I went out because I had to block off uh, Clemmy's escape through the fence, because Brad was going to be gone for a couple of days, and I couldn't risk her escaping and following the mailman around the around the, the, the um, neighborhood again. So I went out to blockade the fence because she can slip through it right now. Um, so after spending an extraordinary amount of time kicking boards into place with my one good foot, I looked and went, oh, my Lord, my backyard is a biohazard. They are <laughs> Someone is going to call the EPA on right. me if I don't clean this up. So then that was another hour, and then I thought, that's it. I'm done for the spring. Uh, if we um, Anyway, but Brad's got back, and he's now pooper scooping diligently for me. So anyway, um, that's one of the problems with rainy weather is it's difficult to get out and clean up the yard. And, yeah. and then when yeah, you do right. get out there. And, it, so then, and my pug has decided, like, that's okay. I'll just use my crate instead. And I'm like, no, dude, like, you've been house trained for six years. Go outside. But he, he, like, yeah, my dogs are just, so, so. My Shih Tzu I, I, was like that. He was like we, three seasons. We go out with weather. them, right? It's like uh-huh. solidarity. Like, I, if you have to go out in the pouring rain that's cold and yucky, um, then I will go with you. Um, but you have to watch him because he fake pees. They're so weird. Dogs are so weird. <laughs> I can only imagine what they would say about us. They're like, we don't understand. Yeah. So yes. why so are they this peeing morning, in the water I did not go out, you know? so he peed in his crate. Uh, yeah. Well, Clemmy is, is getting very close to being completely housebroken, but every once in a while, like, she'll be playing really hard with Zuzu inside. And, of course, I move about as fast as a, a snail on Xanax. You know, it's just I am not fast enough. You're, the, the Clemmy will go, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, waiting. Up, oh, can't wait anymore. And so I think part of it is, is, uh, she can hold it just so long, although she's getting better, but yeah, it's, um, it's tough. 
this kind of weather's tough. At one point where it was really cold, it was kind of icy, and she went out. She just peed on the patio rather than the yard. And I'm like, it's outside. I don't care at this point. Right. Like, we're we're all like, how can we adjust for a win? Oh, by the way, I have to thank you again for the water buffalo horns. Because they fabulous? Oh, my gosh. I just got four more in the um in the mail and Clemmy has taken them. I love us get my horns and she took one with her on a walk in the next in the park that's right next to oh, us sweet. and Brad's was a, he said I kept thinking she was going to drop it and she'd drop it and sniff and he'd be going over to get it and nope she would stop she'd pick it up and she'd move along with it she brought it all the way on her walk and home again and she looks like Sherlock Holmes smoking a big old <laughs> pipe with a but, pipe <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, did you want actually, to get your horn Apparently we I have was, left it out on the deck, so we have to go I was, get, I was get it. I looking at today, and a couple of them are getting really little, so I need to order some. Come on. Oh, and she stores them in her food bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I look over what and I'm a like, funny dog. she is a well, a funny dog. She's a terrible problem. I mean, she's just she's it's it's really really good that she's so cute. It's really good you're cute because you're a real troublemaker too. The one, so. the one that I worked with was so naughty. Mm. I think it's and, and, and grouchy. It, it, I was meeting it older, so it was grouchy. Hi, sweet girl. Okay, I got my mommy. Okay, yes. They, they, she's very sweet. She is so much trouble. You are so much trouble. You are. Anyway, so we're well, getting back to. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's like they're big enough that they can just push through and do whatever. Like they can just brawn themselves. Yeah, and, and, and like, devious. Oh my gosh, she's so devious. It's like, I's a perfectly well behaved little puppy. I step into the dining room for approximately a nanosecond, right? And she has vacated my entire countertop. <laughs> so. It's just like Clementine. And how, I don't know how she reaches it. That's the other thing. I don't know how she gets things off the counter. But, Long dogs. Yes. Well, Christopher let fly that his dream has been to have a wolfhound. Really? I like wolfhounds. I think they're really I like wolfhounds too, but I don't really need a 180 pound dog in my house. And then I have, I have a friend who's going to have a litter in October and I'm just like, oy vey. Like, he's the untrainer. We can't have a puppy. Yeah, I, I sometimes time. wonder with my husband. It's like, Brad, do, do you not know what I do for a living? <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> anyway, the trials and tribulations of dog of trainers. Are, yes, of springtime. Well, and, and of dog trainers. Is that, you know, just because you're married to a dog trainer doesn't necessarily mean you're going to take her advice. It, but, I would say that it arguably means you absolutely will not take (laughs) (laughs) but there are times he does take my advice so i can't say it's it's all i can't say it's all the time that he doesn't take my advice but every once in a while i have to kind of go do you do you understand like supervision maybe a little kind of no no their supervision and our supervision is different that's right but on the other hand i will say that since i have been in this Gimpy state. What? Yes. Yes, my daughter calls me the gimp wad. Well, since I've been oh. the gimp. <laughs> well, 
if she hasn't called me that in a while. Yeah. So when, when she and I went to France, when she had a head injury. And so my husband said, why don't you two take a vacation? So I said, you didn't have to tell me twice. So I had sciatica flare up. And so she, it was, and she was moody from the head injury. So she called it moody in the gimpwad do France. So anyway, (laughs) so I'm back to gimpwad mode anyway. So being in gimpwad mode, what I will say that I have to be incredibly grateful for is that Brad is very attentive to the dogs and making sure that as much as possible before he leaves for work, he gets them out for a run in the morning and and not just in the backyard. He takes him over to the little park near a sugarloaf and takes him for a good run around the sugarloaf so that I'm not left with two crazy dogs for the day. So um, I try to remember that that is a really nice thing to do for me, even if you didn't vacuum. So, you know, (laughs) anyway, but that, so he is very attentive to that. He is really keenly aware of the fact that dogs do need exercise and that if you don't give it to them, they're going to drive you crazy. So um, at, at least part of me is wearing off on him a little bit. So there you go. I'm just eternally grateful that I have four lazy dogs. You know, there's that too. Who like they run around the backyard and they're like, no, we're good. We're good. You know, or we do a snuffle ball and they're like, thanks. A little bit of nose work, like, oh, I'll sniff the thing. I'm like, you're awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, so rainy days. Rainy days. So we should probably get on task. So. I don't know how much of that I'm going to include. I might include some of that. But anyway. You might. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Okay. Rainy days. Back to rainy days. So. I'm all about us being real. Um, I'm all about authenticity. So um, I do, I'm getting lots of calls from moms who are like up to their eyeballs in kids and muddy dogs and everybody kind of getting on each other's nerves. And it's been a really good opportunity to chat about how to practice the skills we're going to need as the weather improves between now and then. Right. Right. And And also to think in terms of, okay, what am I fussing at my kids and my dogs about every day? And and how can we reframe that and do that better so that we're not grouchy and fussy? Um, I will say muddy dogs very quickly make make for excellent husbandry and and, um, jumping up lessons because, you know, if my four dogs go run around the backyard for any time at all at this point they're tracking in muddy poop and mud and water and I don't want them putting their feet on me the furniture each other anything so it, the good news about this kind of cruddy rainy blecky weather is that um, it, it is a really good time for reinforcing those good skills that the dogs have reminding them about like don't put your nasty feet on me or even um, reminding myself like, oh, I could teach my dogs a spin and ask them to do that on the rug by the door instead of having to handle feet um, right. and a towel and the grumpiness that for lots of dogs, they're just grouchy about it. They're like, stop touching, stop touching my feet. So if I could teach the dog how to do it on their own, well, that's a win, right? Um, mm-hmm. I have a client who calls it crazy dog. Mhm. Mhm. And that makes and then perfect other. sense. 
Yeah. Yes. So having her dog run around on a little rug like a lunatic. Um, and then she calls it other when the dog goes in the other direction. And mm-hmm. boom, feet are mostly clean and dry. And on, and the dog thinks it's hysterically funny. Um, I don't know that I could do that in my household with multiple dogs. I think that might become a little bit of a problem. But it was a great solution for that. Right, right. Um, we used to call that spin in one direction and then nips, which is spin backwards. Oh, nice. For the other one. Well done. Yes. So um, I'm also using it as an excellent time to work on recalls because Mm -hmm. nobody wants to stay outside (laughs) because it's rainy and gross. So I'm like, look at these brilliant recalls we have. All of my dogs are coming when called beautifully, even the deaf one. Right. Um, So so how does that work? Oh, I just add a little bit of, you know food in my pocket to the process. And so they're out there, you know, and we go with them because again, solidarity in the rain. Um, But they're getting very good at, you know, are you guys ready to come in? They're like, heck yeah. So So with the deaf dog, do you have a a hand command, some kind of visual command for the dog? Yeah. It's a signal that they mostly like frantic waving in his direction. Occasionally with, less than kind language because I've learned that <laughs> that being hard of hearing is like the only disability that we actually blame on the disabled right like it's almost like if he would just listen better <laughs> I wouldn't have to yell right and yeah just it's so frustrating I think um for everybody that we have this dog and he's funny too. Cause you know, he's also a pugnacious pug, right? So he also just like, likes busting your chops. So half of the time he just thinks it's hysterical to pretend he doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> in addition to the fact that he can't hear you. Um, but at least he's motivated by the rain to come when I flail my arms <laughs> in frantic display that's supposed to somehow communicate <laughs> that's right flailing did i want that i want yes. his attention and could you come in please and then I he does a- get the big sweeping mm-hmm. arm motion toward the human movement he gets he gets that um, i think it's a blog flailing is a trailing is a training technique you know right <laughs> frantic flailing Chris is hysterical because the dog always pretends like he always becomes vacuous at dinner time he, he's all like feed me feed me feed me and then when you finally have his bowl, he just is laying down, cuddled somewhere, wagging his tail, looking at you like what? And so Chris like does this, he holds the bowl and he goes and points at and the then bowl. The pug's like, oh, why didn't you say something? It's <laughs> I should video it. It's really cute. It's he's just a weirdo. He's just a weird dog. I well, love Clementine him. when it comes to, to dinner, like every time the dogs go out around particular times, like if it's later in the afternoon or in the morning, they run, they go outside and then I open the door and call them and they come flying in and Clementine goes blasting past me and goes stands in front of her food bin. Like time, right? It's time. And it's like, no, it's not time. <laughs> it's like, no, it it's is. time, right? And it's like, no, no, it's not. Um, Like the third time it's like, it's time, right? It's like, no, Clemmy, it's not time. And she's like, oh, okay fine and she'll throw herself in her crate or something but it's just hysterical because it doesn't happen all the time but there's like a two-hour window in the morning and the evening where she's convinced 
that if she stands in front of her food bin, I'm going to break down and feed her. So our dogs used to lie to Christopher all the time. Oh, and they always lie to about get dinner. an extra dinner oh, or yeah. an extra breakfast. So now, like, we had to actually create a process mm-hmm. that the humans would know, even if the other human was unavailable, if the dogs were lying. Because they were like, no, she didn't feed us. We're starving. Yeah, mine too. It's <laughs> like, like don't, don't, can't you tell by my earnest look? I'm, I'm just, I'm wasting away. I'm like, I'm looking at your waistline, honey buns. You are not wasting away. So I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and actually, if you skipped a meal, probably wouldn't hurt you, honey buns. Well, but, and I've totally said to them, like, dogs in the wild do not catch a bunny. It's 7 a.m. and another bunny at 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, like, there's not like a bunny time <laughs> clock that says, hello, I'm here to be consumed. So, that's yeah, right. They're funny. Well, well, that's one reason why I also I, I tend to try and feed them during a time period. I feed them between yeah. like 6 and 10 a.m. and 6 and 10 p.m. Yeah. So um, so that we don't get fixated on a particular time. But usually because Clemmie's still a puppy, come about 6, 630 in the morning and she needs to go out. I mean, she just needs to go out because I've, I've gone all night long because I'm a really good dog. But now we're kind of desperate. So <laughs> now something needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, now something really needs to happen. And I will either, and then they'll both come up and start licking my face. It's like, oh, I have the boot. Get your dad. He'll he'll take you out. <laughs> so I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do oh, when the yeah. boot's gone because I'm going to have to start getting up in the morning. I'm but, kinda, I'll be surprised if you give up the boot or if you just <laughs> like only take it off when he's at work. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the only problem is, is he goes to my orthopedic appointments with me so he's going to oh. hear what dr cheney has to say Dang. but like i said if dr cheney <coughs> excuse me if the orthopedic <laughs> does not take me out of the boot tomorrow i'm going to have to take him down that's just all there is to it you've had enough so yeah. so what things are you doing for like enrichment for those snowy crummy icy days in ohio where your dogs really just, it's not safe, right, for them to be out for long periods of time exercising. Because you have sporting breeds, right? They're high energy. They're not high lazy mutts. Um, what well, kind of Zuzi for a flat doing? coat. Zuzu for a flat coat is fairly lazy. But she's not as lazy as a lazy breed. Anyway, um, Zuzu's just special. Um, what do I do? There, well, there's a couple things that I do. One is um, Clemmy loves, loves, loves her Kong Wubba, you know, the big one. So she gets that with Cheerios. The wobbler. Got it. Yeah, the wobbler. And uh, so she gets that. Usually I put her lunch in that or I'll give her Cheerios in it at some point during the day. So she loves that. Um, The horns, they um, love, love, love their buffalo, um, water buffalo horns. Water buffalo horns. So sometimes I'll do a little, I'll put a peanut butter schmear on the inside with a little bit of Cheerios or kibble if they need a little bit of extra chewing time. Um, one thing I do is it's part of my patio is covered so it doesn't get snowy. So what I can do is if I really need them to get a little bit more exercise, I can throw um, a, a kibble, a combination kibble or Cheerio hunt underneath the overhang over the, the porch that's covered. So they're not on the ice if it's icy and they will do that and they can be out for like 10 or 15 minutes or however long it takes. And they'll come back in. Um, lots of stuffed Kongs. We do lots of stuffed Kongs and, um, let's see what else. Oh, and I will do, I will do a, um, uh, 
uh, kibble toss or Cheerio toss in the kitchen as well. Um, and what I find, like when my grandkids are over and so they're stuck inside and we're all stuck inside, lots of Cheerios are happening. Lots of Cheerios. Cause I'll be sitting here and the grandkids will be sitting at the table having a snack and, um, Zuzu and Clemmy will want to go under the table to get all the stuff that's being dropped by the grandkids. So what I do is I usually have a big bowl of Cheerios and I'm, I'm playing drop. Karen Deeds talked about that in one of her episodes where she says, you know, you say drop and then you drop the treat. So we do that a lot and I can get the grandkids to play that. So there's just a lot of tossing and stuff of Cheerios so that they're not completely focused on the grandkids. And so if one of the grandkids runs by, the problem is, is Clemmy's still a puppy. So somebody runs, that means I need to run with them and grab them. And well, no, you don't. So if I can give you a toy to hold or something like that, then I'll do that. The other thing I'll do with Zuzu and with Clemmy too, is, is I will do a rousing game of tug with them. Or um, uh, one of the things I can do is, is I have a, a, a chair in my library where I can toss a ball either through the dining room into the front hall or into the living room. So I'll have balls and I will do a toss that way. And if the day is nice enough, I can sit either on the front porch or the back steps and do a toss and treat recall. So I throw a treat, you go out and get it. And then I whistle for you to come back and you come back and you get a treat from me. So we'll do toss and treat recalls. So I try to do things where we can move some inside and um, if I don't throw a, a ball for Zuzu, I'll throw a soft toy so that I don't take out my <laughs> china cabinet and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of um, sort of intelligence toys activities going on around here. How about you? Yeah, I, I practice a lot of door manners on interior doors, which is my dogs always make funny faces at me. They're like, we don't care if we go in the guest bedroom. I'm like, I know, but we're practicing for the front door, but without all the rain and coldness. So, so we do a lot of, um, and I also do, I want to say it's from Terry Ryan. I think this is who I got it from, but that your personal best. So thinking in terms of creating like a little training route in the house, kind of a la rally. Um, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, we're going to like do a whole little route. So practicing like coming out of the crate manners and leashing up manners and manners at the door. And we go out the door and we come in the door and then polite leash walking through the kitchen and just trying to do some, you know, and a kibble toss, right. For coming when called and just seeing like for each of the dogs, like incorporating, what I would normally, you know, training I would be doing out in the yard or training I would be doing at the shop with um, with the house, right? And one dog at a time. Because I think right. the other thing that, that ends up happening is I get a lot of clients who are like, well, we have three dogs and trying to do that with three dogs. And I'm like, ah, you can't, ah, you're a better trainer than I am. I, I can't do it with three dogs at once, no. right? Each dog has their own needs. So it might be that um, Marco and Jack each are getting a stuffed Kong and um, Rizzo is in a exercise pen with a, you know, some other toy that he's beating up. And then I'm working on this personal best with the pug who's right. learning, you know, or, or the, he's up on the grooming table and I'm conditioning toenail cutting or or grooming him. I mean, honestly, like the pug sheds like nothing 
nobody's business. So getting him up on the grooming table and doing some just good, like, um, husbandry, cooperative care as a training game kind of thing. I recently moved the grooming table um, and put it in front of the refrigerator and put a lick pad on the side of the ah, fridge. I've done that. So Yeah, because I was like, I need, like, I don't know, three more arms. Right. So we've started right. we've started conditioning that a little bit. Um, well, that sounds great. But one of the things I've had I've been inhibited with is I can't walk a lot, and and so I cannot do leash walking with the dogs because I can't do. I'm like an octopus, and then you right. add a leash in, and I can't do that right now. But I'm thinking now that I'm becoming more mobile, um, and and maybe the, if the rain doesn't, <laughs> the rain never stops, <laughs> then I can start doing some indoor training because you are a far far better dog owner than I am. I'm just like, I just need something to keep you busy, man. And not thinking in terms of how can I prepare you for the future. Um, well, and even so, if I'm just practicing things like how to have kitchen manners while I'm cutting up your broccoli or on and off the bed, just practice. Can you get up here? Can you get off of there? Right. Because when the weather does break, we're going to want to go do things. And if my dogs have been laying around for three months, then that's they're not in condition to go right. for some big walk or to go hiking or whatever. And given that I have, you know, two, well, three really, really sensitive, fearful dogs, that means going where there aren't really other people. We're not going to run into other dogs like they're special kids. So that usually means terrain that's a little bit more difficult. Right. So I've started, you know, taking weight off of me and walking, even though it's raining and which does include up and down the hallway in my house. Like those steps mm -hmm. count too. Um, they do. But, <laughs> but also conditioning the dog for that. Um, right. Well, one of the things I think we forget is, is that um, we don't want our dogs to be weekend warriors. We like, people suffer from that, you know, somebody who hasn't done anything. And then I go out and the sun, you know, it's really nice outside. So I, you know, I play basketball in the morning and I go for a bike ride in the afternoon. And then Sunday I'm going to play golf. And by Monday you, you can't move. Well, we can't do that to our dogs either. If our dogs have not been walked a lot or gone for hikes or runs over the winter, then you can't suddenly in the spring go, okay, dude, let's go for our four mile hike. Because that can, if they're not conditioned for it, you can cause injury to them, especially if they're older dogs, if they're seven years of age or older and they're considered geriatric, you have to be a little bit careful about conditioning them. So the idea of working with them on leash manners over the winter so that you can start walking more when it turns nice, so they've got good manners while you're walking, then you can start to condition them for the longer hikes. But remember that they too can get a little soft if you're not, um, you know, if you're not conditioning them. I know that for me, as um, I've had these 10 weeks of being on crutches, um, and I'm starting to walk a little bit now, um, I'm surprised in some ways how, um, how tired I get and how, you know, sore my foot gets very quickly, simply because I have not been using it. So I have to work into that again. I, I don't think that I'm going to go uh, mountain climbing in May um, or anytime soon. Um, I don't think I'm going to go mountain climbing, period. But nonetheless, I'm definitely not doing it now 
with the foot that I have because I have to get it back into condition. And you have to make sure your dogs get back into condition too because you don't want them to be sore and tired after a fun weekend either. Right. Like who wants that? Like, I don't know. I think everybody's had a a coach at the gym who made it that we couldn't move our arms and legs for three days. And I'm always like, okay, that's, that's not actually how to condition. That's how to just injure somebody. So I do. And I also, for my dogs and maybe, maybe not for yours, yours are more sociable and, and kind of more stable dogs, but for, for my special dogs, there is a lot of getting them used to hearing and seeing things mm-hmm. that they worry about. So I'm doing a lot of conditioning of playing the sounds of kids playing or, you know, um, dogs barking at them, right? So that I can condition some of that anyway, so that when we go to take a walk, when that dog barks at them, and they're going to, that my dogs and I have already kind of warmed up that skill of how we handle right. that, right? And right. there's, you know, there's as many ways to handle that as, as you know, there are trainers. But how do I, how do I practice the mechanical skills so that it's, I'm more fluent in that skill? And then also my dog's I have a plan and the dogs have practiced it a little bit too. So that if I'm going to use, you know, a hot dog in the grass and a scatter cue to, to float them over something, we've practiced that already. Right. Um, Well, the other thing is, is what you don't want to have to be doing is trying to manage all the, the, uh, the management skills of how do I, you know, the, the leash management and, um, you know, walking calmly skills and stuff and manage the scary things that come your way. So if you've got the leash skills and the other stuff, then you can concentrate on really helping your dog when you encounter those scary things. You don't have to be trying to do multiple things at once. Like you are being crazy on the leash and now there's a, you know, there's a squirrel, there's a man in a hat for goodness sakes, and he's walking our way. And that is really scary. And I can't help you because you have wrapped yourself around my legs. So you're right. You need right. to get those management skills down so that you can also manage the other scary stuff that may come along for your dog. And it, it just and makes when, it easier for you as well as for them. When it's raining and cold and gross, I totally do some of it in the car. Okay. Right? Like take the dog yeah. in the car and we can go and watch. So let's say um, I want to work on Marco being concerned about seeing other dogs. Well, if I go and park across the street from a local vet's office, we're going to see dogs walking in and out of the vet's office. So it's, I can control how far or how close we are. Mm -hmm. I can dedicate whatever time I want to dedicate to that. My dogs have a really nice um, hammock in the back seat of my sedan. So I can literally just throw stuff over my shoulder to them. Um, Or I can, if it's, people. I can go park outside of a big box store far enough away that my dogs are taking in the stimulus, but that they're not making me deaf barking in the car. And we can kind of practice that stuff. So I think sometimes we get mired. I know I do. Maybe you don't. You're you're a better person than me. But I get mired <laughs> in all the things I can't do because, oh, stupid weather. It's cold. It's rainy. It's gross. Brr, right. Um, Instead of kind of reminding myself like, hey, this is a really great opportunity. If I go hang out outside of Lowe's or Home Depot, there are not 
you know, a thousand people walking in and out all day long. And if it's mostly at this point, like people who have to be there because everybody else is like, I don't want to be outside. So um, the numbers are lower. It's a more manageable thing for my dog. Um, people aren't just lingering out there. So um, I loved when I had a caravan because we would just pop the that back hatch and sit in the back of the caravan. And like, I could totally sit on the, the deck of the caravan with my dog and we could do training and I could have a blanket on me and we could take all the world in, but from, you know, the dry a safe distance, right. The dry of the car. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get lots of people who call me who say, well, my dog's a jerk when he's in the car. And I'm like, well, this is how you work on it in the car. And I have totally set a treat and train up in the back of a car. Oh, okay. Okay. Because then I could just use the little remote, right? Right. So right. I I do think sometimes it bears just I, I, I don't know, I'm as good at putting off project as the next person, but I want to be able at this point to take advantage of that next pretty morning that it's not pouring rain and it is sixty degrees and we just need a light jacket. And not my rain boots, right? Yes. So no, no, I get that completely. And um, in fact, when we were gone in the, uh, or we were gone for a, a day or something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the pet sitter came, and um, who's wonderful, and my dogs adore her. And um, I don't know, my life would be far. Oh look, the sun! Oh my heavens, we got five minutes of sun. I feel like I should go mm-hmm. once again, go lay down in the backyard if I didn't sink With a all the way to China, but. Um, <laughs> If you could get back up, <laughs> if I could get back up, especially with this boot on. Um, anyway, um, she, I, I said to her, she's not comfortable taking the dogs um, into the park off lead because she just doesn't know Clementine that well. She might be able to do it with Zuzu, but certainly not both of them together. And Brad usually takes them someplace where he can let them run off lead so they can really get some exercise. Um, so I said, okay, take him on lead. Clemmy has, I have not been able to work with her for a while. And I don't know how good she's going to be, but apparently she was great. So um, something stuck. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to 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 move with her again. The problem is, is I, I just haven't been able to move very fast at all. But I'm really looking forward to walking again and and working on the dogs um, with that either inside or outside. And I will tell people, I said, you know, if you have a nice open space inside, there's lots of fun ways you can work on loose lead walking without even using a leash. You know, one right. of the things you can do is if like if you've got a big room in your basement or, you know, you've got a great room, just walk around the great room. And when the dog comes over to your side and is right there by your knee, give him a treat and keep walking, keep walking. And pretty soon the dog's going to realize the best place for me to be is right by my person's side. Now you've taught your dog to be right next to you and you haven't even had to use a leash. And if you get pretty good at that, then you can snap on the leash and the leash doesn't become a big issue for the dog because I've already learned that it's nice to be next to my person. So that's something you could do in the winter as well. You could just like um, my grandkids come my front hall, living room, library and dining room. And there's a center area. There's two fireplaces in the front hall. My grandkids um, love to run around this circle. We run around from the front hall through the dining room through the library, through the living room, and around and around and around, and then we reverse. It's kind of like crazy. Um, and the dogs have learned to do that too. <laughs> so um, Zuzu will run and Clemmy will follow her. 
Um, but it's great because I can also do that when I'm loosely walking because each room has a different flooring and, you know, we just in different furniture we have to move around. So there's be creative. There's lots of ways you can move around your house and have your dog move with you and reward that dog for being right by your side, whether he's on a leash or not. And that will help with your loose lead walking. I like to do coming when called too. So I'll, yes. you know, be puttering around doing stuff and the dogs will finally settle out and then I'll call them. And they're like, okay, you just told us to stop following you around. And I'm like, I know I'm a little schizophrenic sometimes maybe, but, but yes, like we're, if I can get them focused on what Christopher's doing and go hide on the far side of the bed in the guest room and call somebody and have mm-hmm. them come find me, I think they think most of the time they think that's really funny. Um, right. The come find me and game. Like we with play the grandkids, that too. You could totally practice recalls in the house, right? Absolutely. Everybody's in a different room. Well, you know what we'll could, do on the website? It could be like put up- Clue. You could do it like Colonel Mustard in the library with the hot dog. <laughs> That's right. Well, what I'll do is I will post my handout, come, the Come Find Me game. And we'll put that on the website because that's a, oh, a that'd great, be great. plain side. So, that. yeah, we'll put the Come Find Me game up there. So do you do any nose work with your dogs? Any scent work? Not really. Um, I should because they would both probably really – well. No, not Clemmy, I think would be really good at it. Zuzu, we think she's both nearsighted and as my daughter puts it, I think she's near nosed, mom. Um, she 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 doesn't see like it's funny because she like I'll throw the ball and it's like most of the time she'll see it and then she'll like run right by it and she'll be standing there and the and the darn thing is right in front of her and she can't either see it or smell it. So I think she's near nosed. Um, you don't think sighted. she's just mocking you? She's too earnest. Seriously, there's just not enough. No, she's not mocking me. This is, I'm seriously confused and I cannot find this thing. And and, and she'll, she'll look at me and like, <laughs> Does she Mom. know she's a flat goat? No, I don't think she does. I, I think, she, I don't know what she thinks she is, but I don't think she realizes that, that she should, like, my dog Bingley, he would... I, I don't think he ever lost a tennis ball. We would be on walks. Well, sometimes he would take off after a deer and drop the ball. But like two walks later, he'd go get that ball. And so, I, I, no, I, 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 no, Zuzu is, is um, she's, she's very sweet. She is, she is who she is. But um, so I'm not, I'm sure, I'm not sure that nose work would be rewarding for her. So, I think so that she I might just say- find it. The like, best nose work dog in my house right now, and we're at the very the beginning stages because I don't, it's the pug. And I would have never expected that, you know, this dog who got hit in the face with a frying pan with the smushy face, and he has no nose. Like, he's one of those really flat faced pugs. Um, clean his little facial fold religiously. Um, amazing to me how much he enjoys that nose work. So it's been really fascinating to me that, and all of the dogs really like it. I think probably Rizzo likes it the least, but that I think is about all of the accoutrement. It's not like he, he's afraid, he's afraid anything is a dirty trick. So if you put a container with scent down next to him, he's like, is it a trap? Like it just, his baseline worry, um, is well, pretty know, high. So as we work through that, I think he'll be better at it. 
We did. We talked to a, a friend of mine who's a veterinarian and who does search and rescue. So we did a podcast with her and she had some scent work games that she suggested and sent some videos. So I will link to that on the, the podcast as well. So if you hadn't listened to our scent work one, you should, because there's some good stuff in there as well. Cool. I'm really excited that, that the, the location where I teach is a retail space, right? Their, their mm-hmm. store. And they're moving in the plaza and with the, with the build out for the new space, I'm actually going to have a dedicated space. So I'm so nice. excited because I'll be able, I actually have a, a dear friend who's in South Carolina who I'm probably going to invite in to do like a nose work 101 kind of thing to get people started. And I'm really excited about all the options that that's, going to provide whether or not it kills me because then I'm working even more than I am now I don't know but um I'm excited to have like some cool things we can do yeah that sounds really great congratulations on that well I think we've given our owners a lot of things to think about today on what they might be able to do to prepare for the good weather by doing some stuff on the inside. Um, one of the things that we would like, if you enjoy listening to us, if you like our podcast, could you please like us on whatever platform you get us on? If you would give us a, a review, hopefully a five-star review, but you know, we'll take what we can get. Um, anyway, like us, share us. And if you want, if there's someone that, is there a topic that you want us to cover? Let us know. If there's a topic that or a person you'd like us to interview, let us know. And you can send all that to us on feedback at yourfamilydogpodcast.com. That's feedback at yourfamilydogpodcast.com. Don't forget to like us, share us, and rate us. And so, we're on Facebook, too. Our, our, yes, we are on Facebook. So, yeah. So uh, that's been pretty interactive when people ask questions, like we're mm-hmm. on it. Um, and... I, I'm not sure. I know I I never knew that the way podcasts get in front of more people is through those likes and shares. Yes, so absolutely. There's a bunch of podcasts I love that it just never occurred to me to do the like and share thing um, until I realized that was a way to help them get content to more people, um, which is exciting. It's yes, it's exciting. Um, I've had a couple of people reach out on Facebook. I'm. I'm on Facebook a good bit because um, my customers demand it. And it's been really great great to meet those of you who have asked questions yes, and, absolutely. and absolutely. wanted some support. It's been really fun. And hopefully one day, maybe we'll do a meetup sometime. That'd be great. Maybe somebody will ask us to come and talk. I doubt that, but they might. <laughs> I don't know. They probably get sick of hearing us talk. <laughs> That's right. It's like, really? Those two are going to talk again? Well, With that, I have sunshine again for the second time today in my backyard. So I may have to take my dogs outside. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to the grocery store and buy vegetables for my dogs. Well, you and I have exciting lives to lead now. So we do, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening to your family dog and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to your family dog. Got questions? Interesting ideas? Visit www.yourfamilydogpodcast.com to share your thoughts.